mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. This is episode 13, and we are excited to tell you today about um, I Love Math Day. And we're going to um, tell you a little bit about where this idea came from for us and what it looks like in our in my building. And Ruth is planning an I Love Math Day. Yes. And so we're going to talk about her plans and maybe solve some problems for each other. Hopefully <laughs> I've got some I, things I need to run by you. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to talk about it and maybe give you an idea of how you can take this idea and make it work in your classroom or your grade level or your school um, and see what happens. Super cool. Okay. Do you have something to add before we just jump in? No, I think we should just jump in. Okay. So five years ago, we went to the um, regional NCTM conference, the National Council Teacher of Mathematics conference. And I think that one was in Richmond. And then recently we went to the national one in D.C. Right. And um, it was big time. It was fun to be in a, you know bigger than just the people in our state. <laughs> and it's so fun to be around so many people that love math. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so we went, I just randomly picked a conference, a workshop about, it was called something about I Love Math Day. And I didn't, I don't really know why I picked that one or why. I don't either because I didn't get to go or yeah. I didn't pick that one. Yeah. So. We went, we mostly went to different things. Right. On purpose, I think. Um, and it was led by a man named Gary Lawrence. And he is a teacher in a private school in New Jersey. I, th I think it's called the Mustard Seed School. Mm -hmm. I get the, get the idea that it's a, a small school and he is a middle school teacher. And he just talked about this event that he and I, as far as I know, I think he made it up that he just wanted to celebrate math and he likes it as much as we do. Um, well, don't tell my students he made it up because they think that Valentine's Day this year uh -huh. is really I love oh, math day. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like it's going to be on the calendar next year. <laughs> so that that's awesome. <laughs> so he he does he always does his on on Valentine's Day as far as I know. And, it's because he's a middle school teacher. Oh. And you need distractions I in middle gotcha. school on Valentine's Day. That makes so much sense. You don't have to love roses and chocolate candies yeah. and teddy bears. You can just Love, love math. math. There you go. That makes so much sense. How, why did I not realize that's what it, why it was then? Okay. So he, um, the let me just start with the best part. The best part of his presentation that he did at NCTM was that he brought his students. And leading up to I Love Math Day, they have weekly challenges. And they're kind of like problems of the week, but they're pretty intense in middle school um, for his for his students. And he gives them a week to work on it. They work on it in a team. And then they come up with an answer and a presentation. And they shared their solution, their thinking. And he brought some of his students to this conference in Richmond and had them share and it was astounding they were absolutely amazing um 
And I just loved that part of hearing students share a problem that I had no idea about and then looking at their modeling and their explanation. It was really, really cool. So on the I Love Math Day at his school, then those kids get to give the presentations to everybody um, to kind of like show that they had the best one or one, you know. Um, and then another part, he talked about another part of his day being speakers coming in and talking about how they use math in their job. And he, he would invite several community people to, to talk. And then I think there was more, um, maybe there were like some activities or maybe the younger grades did some fun activities. I can't really remember any more details about that thing from five years ago, but I left like, oh my gosh, we can do this. I can do this. So that was in the, in the late fall I think and then I was like let's do it and I went to back to school and decided I was going to do it in in my team and there's six of us in a team two third grade teachers two fourth grade teachers two fifth grade teachers and I was like we're doing this let's let's make it happen and so we pulled it together in a couple of months that first year and the way it started to look in our school is and stop me at any point. I don't want this to be like a monologue here, no, Ruth. You're good. <laughs> um, the way we we started out that first year, just third, fourth, and fifth, where um, leading up to I Love Math Day, we would have challenges just like he did, and they were problems of the week. So one of our very first ones that I remember, I can't even remember the girl who won. Um, she did such a good job on her explanation, but. Um, it was a checkerboard, like a real checkerboard, and you had to say how many squares are here. Well, some of them are going to immediately multiply, you know, the one side by the other side and just get the area and that's how many squares. But I'm like, am I really going to give you a problem of the week where that's the answer? So they eventually realize that there's a whole bunch of more squares because there's a two by two square and a three by three square and there's all these overlapping squares. And so they had to figure out how many squares were on the checkerboard altogether. And we, so there were three or four problems of the week challenges leading up to it. And then there were contests. And this was a part that like we made up. I don't really know why I decided to do it, but we had a poetry contest. So they had to write a poem about math Um, or these were optional. They didn't have to do it. I I make the challenges required for everybody because I want to hear their problem solving and they're like them. I want them to work on problem solving, but the contest part are optional. So you give them the checkerboard on a Monday and they have until Friday to turn something in? They ha- they get it on a Friday and they have until the next Friday to turn it in. That way they have the weekend if they need it. So hmm. Friday to Friday. And I, I get them together in like an assembly, just a 30-minute assembly to explain it so that they can ask questions. And I remember that being a, an important part of what Mr. Lawrence talked about was like making sure that they could ask questions about the challenge. So there's an assembly every week for the mm-hmm. challenge? Yep. Every week I have a short assembly. And how, what grades do you have come to that? Um, so still only third, fourth, and fifth. Okay. We've, we have since then opened this event up to the whole school. And I can talk about like what we've added for the younger grades. But right now, this challenge part is just the younger, so just the older grades. I'm thinking about this in my classroom. Yeah. I have five classes so Mm -hmm. we're going to do just the sixth grade Mm -hmm. do i need to put them all together or do i just explain it at the beginning of each class right i think you could explain it at the beginning of each class the reason i couldn't do that is because i don't teach all those kids and their teachers um you know haven't been in on all the planning and so they might not know how to answer the okay. questions or might not want to try to so answer the questions. So I could, there's not a benefit necessarily to having them all together. No, as long as you know that you're saying the same thing to every class. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was a good question. 
Um, so the challenge, the contests that we have are a poetry contest where you just write a poem that has something to do with math, a photography contest where you take a picture that of something that makes you think of math. And then you write a paragraph to go with it about why it makes you think of math. And then a, um, song contest <laughs> where you record a song that That's has to do with one. math. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty funny. Like Jay, um, Jay always helps me like get them all on a website together in one place. And, and he has to listen to them all. <laughs> You have a comment there, JJ. <laughs> well, I, I one year had to transcribe them all. Yeah, I won't make you do that anymore. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> and they're really cute, you know. Like some are really good. Yeah, they, some of them are really good. They do like a parody on a you know the cool song. So, um, hmm, yeah. Okay, so this is still me. Like, how can I incorporate this this year? <laughs> yeah, in a in a less than a month, <laughs> right? So I could do the poetry contest. I could do the photography contest. Uh huh. What did, how do they turn in the song to you? I so mean, they just have to, they have two options. They can either um, email it somehow, like they could just voice record it on a phone and then email it to you. Okay. Or, you know, some of them can record it on their computer. And then I also offer, because not everybody in our school has the means to do it, I also offer, if you want, if you want to say you're going to do it at school and then we bring our jay has a recorder like the same thing he uses for this and he will record it for them like in school so i wouldn't necessarily have to put them on a website i could no. just listen let them to them. i could listen to them but then i could play them mm -hmm. the website was just so that everybody because everybody's in all the different classes there's one place where they could all listen all the other students could listen to mm. them yeah and so I might be getting ahead of you. Do a t-shirt contest? That's the last one. Okay. Yeah, a t-shirt contest. And on the day of I Left Math Day, they wear their shirt that they made that celebrates math in some way. So are there prizes? Or Yes. Okay. Yes. We get... <laughs> my eyes light up. Yes. Yes, I like prizes. Um, on, we get uh, from just from Amazon, whatever, um, prizes that are mostly games that are either not like math teacher school games but games that use math for and strategy geometry those kinds of things so i have i can share i'll share a list of them of things that we've used in the last five years to do this and they're all in the 10 to 15 dollar range and i know immediately you're like where's the money for that coming from well we've we've built it up to where our school really supports this and so we have parental involvement money that we're using because so many parents are involved in this event and then we also have our PTO has given us a budget too so we get money from both of those places and then you know there's just grants and there are you can get donations from outside sources like we've Coles supported us the couple first couple years and that's right I, I remember they had sent volunteers to yeah, help run the games yeah if they if if you let them bring you volunteers, they would also give you $500. I don't know that they still do that. But, you know, if you look, there's money out there. You just might have to, like, think way ahead, you know. Not one week. Right. Not one week. <laughs> but you know what, Ruth? You're going to – it's going to be great. You're, you're going to – it's going to happen. And you've okay. got enough stuff, you know. I do. I really would like to do those contests, and I think I could just do it. Maybe I can, yeah. Smaller. I mean, it doesn't have to be so big. Do smaller. We have $5 sweet frog gift cards yeah. that they get for good behavior from the principal. Mm -hmm. And he might just donate. 
So just hold those, those back for the, the good kids. Right. Don't let the good kids have yeah, them and save right. them up. So, right. so on the day of I Love Math Day, we have an assembly. And so back to the prizes, right? Um, the the kids who won the challenges, the, the problem-solving ones, they share. So they get up in front of the, the entire third, fourth, and fifth grade and do these presentations to talk about their um, solutions. They make a, a, a PowerPoint and they wear the head microphones. I mean, it's a big deal for kids to sh- stand up there and give like a five-minute presentation. And then as soon as they're done, they get to go over to the prize table and there's this huge table of all the prizes and they get to pick. It's not like they just get one, but they get to look at all the choices and pick which thing they want. Do this. Those kids already know they've won that Those challenge. Those kids do, but the contest kids don't. So oh. the poetry and the song and the T-shirt and the um, photography, they all find out right right then, which is kind of fun when they stand up and everybody cheers for them. And, and so you just have a winner. There's not like a sec- first, second, third um, in those? Sometimes we name them, but the first and second, the first is the person that gets the prize. We have two first place winners because we have kind of – two programs happening in our school we have our gifted program and then we have our regular base school program so we have two winners every time that makes sense Mm -hmm. so then so that's the leading up to it part jada did i answer all your questions yeah yeah. all right um so that morning the first thing that happens is the speakers and we get about 18 or 20 different speakers. Um, we A really important thing about it is that we try, um, it's like a main goal of mine to make sure that the speaker body reflects the body of our, the student body, um, which means making sure that we have uh, lots of people of color sharing so that they reflect, you know, the kids that are sitting in the, in the seats. Um, and it's a challenge. I'm going to be honest. It's hard to find, to find people. Um, but we keep asking and we found a lot of amazing people that we just didn't know were in our town, but you know, by who do you know, who do you know? And we've found, um, one year, a friend of ours shared a lady who's an entrepreneur and makes like, um, makes her own hair product and, and came and talked about that and um, a social media expert. And um, didn't you have the cupcake? Yeah. There's a lady downtown, uh, Mrs. Joy, who started her own bakery, who was on like one of the Food Network, you know, or I don't know. She won some yeah, kind she of was, contest. She was on a, f- a Food Network baking challenge. Yeah. So show. by continuing to ask, we have really brought some cool people um, in and I'm I'm almost up. Yesterday I got like five more people. I'm almost up to full capacity with like you know I'm at nineteen or so right now. So it's going really well this year. Some years it's like oh my gosh, how are we going to pull this off? Um, but the kids get the list of who's going to be there, and then they get to on Google forms they select their top eight choices we go that many because you know there's some that are really popular and then some blessed soul gets the job of organizing them Um, i saw patsy signed up for that (laughs) i actually so this is a um a retired teacher who used to be my partner in crime in this whole event and i'm like can you just do this this year please (laughs) and she, she said yes and it takes it takes hours and hours and hours to assign kids you know and try to spread them out and make sure that there's 
there's equal number, roughly equal numbers of people, but she's going to do it. So when they get there to school that day, they have a name tag with their name on it and then where they're supposed to go to three different sessions. So they go and they sit down and they hear a speaker talk for 30 minutes about how, or 25 minutes, how they use math in their job. And then they get up and they go to the next room that's assigned to them and they hear three different speakers. I mean, that feels kind of special, doesn't it? Like almost like a workshop for kids, you know, and they get, they always get something out of their top eight choices, um, which I think is really cool. Um, so you have some speakers or you're working on it. I'm right? working on it. So much smaller scale. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for two speakers and you're just, so you're, this is your first year <laughs> and you're just doing it with your grade, right? Correct. So this is the third year that I've contemplated. doing it. <laughs> and because of this and because of seeing you Weekly, I'm like, okay, I can pull this off. I yeah. can make this happen. Um, it's a daunting task yeah. for one person. And I'm a little bit jealous that the very first time you did it, you went back to your team and said, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I am the math teacher. And I can't really get the Bible and the history and the English teacher, oh, yeah, let's celebrate I Love Math Day. Yeah. Yeah. So I sold it to them with... I'm going to write your lesson plans for this day. Will you mm-hmm. please just, you know, not teach your stuff? And yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> they weren't even excited about that. But <laughs> now that I have like the poetry contest, yeah. that's going to kind of entice yeah. the English teacher. And I'm thinking I might do something like a research, find the history of math or find something like those books we read at the beginning. Yeah. And if each challenge has, or each classroom has some type of challenge where they're incorporating math into their subject, and it's optional, Mm -hmm. then a student who's really interested in reading or Bible or history. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, I think it's going to be, I think I'm going to be able to pull this off and have all the teachers on board by the time we get there. Yeah. So... As far as speakers go, I am, um, I'm starting with the parents mm-hmm. that I have, and I have been overwhelmed because you recommended that I just make an Amazon wish list and mm-hmm. say, "This is what I need." Yeah, and I've had so many parents say, "Okay, you can have this." And now I just had this idea that the things that they're purchasing could, at the end of the day, turn into my prizes. Oh, so we played Zeus on the loose mm-hmm. and now you have the option of taking that game home with you. Yeah. And I would just start over next year with this is what I'd like to offer to the students. If you'd like to purchase a game. Yeah. Then it could turn into a prize. Yeah. So, I mean, if if your Amazon wish list fills up, though, I'd suggest you it, like if it all gets bought, I think you should put eight more things on there and just get your prize it like get your parents to provide your prizes. That's how we did it the first couple years. Hmm. Most of the things we had were were donated until we had an established budget. You know, like parents are eager to do stuff like that. And this is the this is the honest part is that buying something off of Amazon is the easiest way because you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to pick it out. Like You don't have to put kids in the car. Yeah, it's it's there. That's the one she wants. I know exactly what she wants. 
bing, $15. Okay, done. I helped. I'm excited to participate, you know? They were super excited that it was being shipped to my house. And I'm super excited because I'm going to have all these packages. I know. So I I like, I agree (laughs) that I like the idea of them winning the prizes that they have already played. But, you know, why not keep some in your class to play the rest of the year? Right. You know, and see if you can get parents to... Donate a few more. Just girl, keep asking. Keep asking. List bigger. Yes, I think so. Add to it. You know, there's some people haven't looked at it yet or haven't decided yet. Right. Um. All right. Okay. So we were at speakers and we're talking about the contest, which I can pull that off. So one of the things that interests me that you talked about was lunch conversations. Right. Okay. So this, you could help me with this. So okay. it's always been, I just wanted the first year I'm like, we're doing that all day long. And you know, I know my other teachers are like, you're crazy. They're not going to do it. But I just said, let's just have it be an option. Let's have there be something on the table at lunch. If they want to talk about it, they can. And then let's have some options at recess. If they want to um, play some games at recess that have to do with math, they can. But those two are optional. So it's been different things. It's been like real math problems before. It's been jokes before. It's been like riddles. Um, but I'm thinking I've learned some new things in the past year, and I'm thinking I might try to get someone. I always get a parent to try to just pull it together and not really care too much about, like not try to in, be in charge of it too much. But, you know, which one doesn't belong? There could be some pictures that they look at together on the table um, there could be, what was the other one that I told you? Like, would you rather kinds of questions that have to do with math? Um, I, we bought a joke book that I'm hoping that a parent will go through and like pick out ones that third through fifth graders are going to understand. It's a math joke book, joke book. Hmm. Um, wow. I know we're awesome, right? That's, that's I might have to search that math joke book. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I don't know. Just whatever the parent is feel. Do you have any other, like, are there any other websites where we could pull stuff off that would be easy for them to talk about? Uh, estimation 180. Yeah. Okay. Comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Even if it were just, like, I'm also thinking about my middle schoolers eating lunch and. Yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't want to put anything of value on the table because no. they can't keep their ketchup. Yeah. On their sandwich. It's. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. I, every day I'm amazed yeah. at how messy it's like food can get. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing like, you know, strips of paper that are in a little basket or in a pile. I don't know. It's not very um, formal. But it's, you know, lunch all day. And for me, that's where I feel like the superintendent, who used to be an Algebra 2 teacher, but is so busy Uh and he doesn't get into the classroom, but very often he just comes in the cafeteria to say, you know, what's up. So if there was something there, yeah. Math, he could do all of your sixth graders eat lunch at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That'd be easy. It's all there. Okay. So I think it has to be fun. Like they're not going to sit and solve math problems, just regular math problems, (laughs) you know, during lunch. Some of my kids might, (laughs) um, So then they go outside to recess and we have, I think around, I try to get around 10 things out there and I've just kind of recycled those. I have to admit that that part hasn't been super creative, but this year we have three new ones that we're working on. I know. (laughs) Um, And I will stop and say that a big, huge part of this is volunteers for us. It might not look the same for you, but um, even since the beginning, I just 
asked every person I could think of to volunteer and I make a sign up genius and people every year this time of the year I'm like oh my gosh I'm not gonna have enough people and then enough people show up whether it's parents a lot of times it's parents that want to come and help Um, but then I just have emailed every single contact I know at our local colleges we have four that's a really good resource that I don't know if other teachers would know about but our local colleges do a really good job of requiring their students to get into the schools. Yes. And so because it's in February, it's that second semester and they've established themselves and they've looked at the syllabus and they know mm-hmm. they have these requirements. And so being able to go for I Love Math Day yeah. really helps them be able to meet their requirements and see that teaching is much more than just standing in front of the classroom, right. you yeah. know? Yeah. As a parent of a child in your school, I got a long email yesterday asking me to consider volunteering for I Love awesome. Math Day. And he is. You're going to, Jay's going to do a video for us. He did a video the first year, um, which we'll put in the in the show notes, which is really good. But it's been five years and it looks kind of pretty wow, different. Five. I know. This is the fifth year. So he's going to come and video all day long so that we have footage of all the different things that are so, going on. on a side note, I Googled I Love Math Day. Does my video come up? W-S-E-T. Oh, yeah. Your news article comes yeah. up. We'll put that on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've come a couple times, uh, at least twice, maybe three times. Yep. It's like not much going on in February. So the I Love Math Day. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, so volunteers. Oh, and two more. Two. Uh, one other thing is that Kohl's, like sometimes... And we've had another company that would do like an outreach, you know, like um, like an engineering firm or something. They sent – I don't remember if it was Ariva, but something like that. Um, but I have also have two contacts at the high school, and these are just teachers that I met through something else and was – you know, they know students. Do you want to bring a group of students? And two teachers did it at the first couple of years. They would bring bring over a kid, like kind of like a field trip, you know, to help. And it was so cool because a lot of times they bring over kids that I've taught or even kids that have done I Love Math Day now. We've gotten that far, uh, you know, oh. forward. That's really cool to see those kids come back and help. Um, and then early college, we have a, a mom who teaches math at early college at the community college. And so she actually puts it on the syllabus and as part of her thing. Um, and so she's going to bring a group. So they've been consistent to bring, you know, 10 co- high school kids to help. And, you know, sometimes my students know them. So that's another good uh, place to get helpers. So I think for me, where I want to go now, like I have all of these things that happen maybe prior to, and we've talked about um, the speakers on I Love Math Day. Yeah. But what do they do in the classrooms? Mm-hmm. And for me, I couldn't disrupt their schedule. I yeah. couldn't give them name tags and say, you know, you're going to go to these three speakers and just be all over the place mm-hmm. because um, that's how I sold it to my principal. It's not going to disrupt the day. The yeah. students are going to follow a schedule because everybody knows that when your schedule's different, the excitement's yes. intense and So they're going to stay in their classrooms. And the way that I feel like I've planned it is they're going to listen to a speaker, either the first half or the second half of their English class, let's say. And then the other time is I've just purchased math games. So I have a, um, oh, is it Ken Haynes who sent the Lego, Mm -hmm. the blind, build something blindfolded with Legos. Yeah. And I'm going to change it a little bit and let your partner 
look at yours Mm -hmm. and feel yours and then put the blindfold on and try to recreate what you did. Cool. Um, So, and then we're going to play with Tangrams and we're going to play Zeus on the Loose and Mm -hmm. we're going to play... Set. Set. Um, Is this what we made those huge Tangrams for? Um, in the, yeah, yes, we did use, we did make huge tangrams for I Love Math Day before. That was really cool. They're like out of, you know, big sheets of plywood, you know, four the, feet wide. Like the, the square is four feet by four feet. Yeah. Cut what? into pieces. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll, we'll post a picture. I'll have to show it to you. That is super cool. Yeah. Mine are just from Amazon. Little plastic <laughs> I only say that because I remember in the basement with a circular saw trying to cut triangles out. Yeah. For hours on end. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, so you're when they go to science for like their normal science class, mm-hmm. instead of doing science, they're going to have these couple of options of math things to of, play, right? Things to to really just play math, which is really what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Because too often math gets this bad rep yeah. of solve a problem until you get the right answer. Right. Yeah. And what we're going to do on I Love Math Day is show that there's so many different ways to get answers, and there's not just one right answer. Yeah. I, every um, time we have those, I told you we have a assembly each week before, leading up, and I, I start and end the assembly by saying the purpose of I Love Math Day is to love math more or hate math less. Because, you know, there are kids like us, like me, that love it mm-hmm. and are just like, Woo-hoo, this is great. And then there are other kids that are like, oh my gosh, I hate math. And I want them to see from playing and from investigating that it's it's not all that bad. You know, it can be bad. It can be better than you think it is. Math doesn't have to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think it's working. I mean, there, I saw a teacher sent me a little picture that's like somebody had doodled on their whiteboard, like bus duty at the end of the day. I love, I, it said, I love, I love math day. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yay. And you know, when I said, we're going to, we're going to do the first assembly the kids in my class were like, oh, it's so fun. I can't wait. It's exciting. And they're, they're excited about the challenges that they're working on, the challenge they're working on right now. A lot of them, some of them are a little stressed over it, which I'm like, it's supposed to be fun. Um, so... I guess I should say what our challenge is right now. Yeah, you um, should because I might need it. <laughs> we, we, uh, we always start with an estimating one. So one year we estimated how many cheese balls were in this container. We did the cheese balls a second year. It was a giant fish tank, Tracy. It wasn't like the bucket you buy them in the yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of cheese balls. So just because that's where I'm headed. Yeah. And I'm not looking for a number. Uh-huh. But how many containers did you buy at Sam's to fill it? <sighs> Probably five. Yeah, I would say five or six. Probably five. Okay. And like the big barrels of cheese balls. It was a lot. And So that was one of the volunteers I asked for. Like, will you buy a ball of cheese balls and count them? Yeah. And don't tell your student how many are in there. Yeah. And send it to me. Do you know a memory that just came back to me is that John Blakely, our former principal, when he realized what we were doing, this, I think it was the first year, he was like, no, 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 no. You're not counting that. I'm doing it. And he took him to his office and he he said he counted them. Whether or not he actually counted them, I don't really know. <laughs> he might have just like estimated and said this is the number. But um, he, he did the counting for us that first year. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. So cheese balls. And then one year, this is probably my favorite. One year we got those plastic linking chains that you use like in kindergarten to make sets or whatever. And we bought 
I don't know, six, eight, 12 buckets of those suckers. And we hooked them together in one long chain and put them up around the ceiling of our entire third floor, which is a huge rectangle all the way around. And they had to count how many, they did not count. They had to estimate how many chains. You can't count it. It's way too many. Um, so they had to use like perimeter or they kind of dipped down in little like loops. So they, you know, could count the number of loops because they were you know, roughly the same size. So that was really fun. We did Legos the next year, this, this sculpture that had, um, all of, was made, it was solid Legos, all different kinds of pieces. And they had to estimate how many. So this year getting finally to the point, um, we got a huge stack of books, like a four foot, it's about four feet tall when you stack all the books together. And we, put we jay made this contraption to hold them so we drilled a hole through each one of the books and stuck a a dial rod down through them and then made like a bookshelf on two sides and so they look at it this four foot tall stuck stack of books that's just standing there and they have to um, estimate how many pages are in the whole stack ha ha um it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more pages than I thought it yeah. was going to be. Me too. Um, <laughs> so I'm not telling the number. Um, I but, will for a price. No, no. Uh, so they, yeah, they're working on that. And daggone if they didn't like, so they're going, they're like going book by book or I don't know. They're just not, they're not attacking it in the way that I thought they would. So I'm really excited to see. They want to win. They don't want to estimate. Yeah, I know. Um but they're taking a lot longer than I'm willing to give them in class. That's the real problem. Doesn't end to, like today's the last, t- day, last day, and they they're all freaking it? out because they don't have it yet. But they, they're the data that they're collecting is taking them too long, you know, for what I was willing to give them. So they're counting at each page instead of like sampling and trying yeah, to estimate. Yeah, they're like t- doing each book separately. Yeah. So anyway, where was I going with that? Just those are your challenges. Those are my challenges. Yeah. And so then you'll have, so you have, you start with an estimating challenge. Yeah. So my first challenge was a bulletin board in the hallway, the 2019 challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we can put that on our show notes. So first, the first week, or I don't even know how long it's been, but they could only use a two, a zero or one or a nine. And you have to create an equation from one to a hundred. Yeah. And then yesterday I removed a rule and acted like it was this great big deal and said now you can make double digit or triple digit numbers cool you can still only use the digits once but now they can do something like 20 plus 19 is 39 yeah um and someone already said are you going to remove another rule huh next week and i mean really the challenge is to just fill the bulletin board from one to a hundred yeah so Maybe you could say numbers, digits could be used twice. Well, I was going to say that, or I was going to say you can use an exponent on any number and you don't have to count the exponent as your digit. Mm, Okay. But yesterday, oh my gosh. Um, So we're in sixth grade. We have not multiplied fractions. They have not seen that. But a student came to me and said, Mrs. Z, can I do one half, one, two of 90? Cool. Wow. Yes. That's a good one. You can do that. And so we just had a conversation of what, you know, what operation would that be? Half Mm -hmm. of 90. And she said, well, it would be 90 divided by two, but then I don't have the one. So should I just do one? 
90 divided by 2 divided by 1. And I'm like, well, you could. Mm -hmm. But let me show you how this looks mm -hmm. really smart to just write 1 half times 90. Yeah. So Awesome. Which is the whole point, right? That oh, yeah. they're learning new things. I mean, I was listening to my kids do the books and they were talking about millimeters, you know, and well, I need to go from centimeters to millimeters. Like th that's a real life use of math that we wouldn't be talking about otherwise mm -hmm. had they not stand out there and measured every single daggone book. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the point that it's kind of stretching them out and you're learning new things in the process. And so that challenge, I actually put it on the school announcements and have opened it all the way through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to walk down to the sixth grade hallway and, mm -hmm. you know, write your challenge answer on there. So I'm excited to have, and I told them that there might be a prize. So I think the person who has their name on there the most will get a prize. And I'm thinking that the person who fills in the last box oh, cool. will get a prize. Okay. Awesome. I don't know what the last box will be. Yeah. 73. Okay, US we'll see. 73, cool. So the last thing to talk about, what, how are we doing Except for nine times two. No, never mind. Nine times two is not equal 73. I know, but I was thinking I was going to go to the third power when I said that you could use any exponent. Mm. I don't. It Ruth's going to beat you to 72. <laughs> That's what she's saying. I'm, I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so the la we haven't talked about the afternoon in my in my school yet okay. we've kind of talked about how you're gonna do some of the same things but um after lunch after recess we have what well, i just call the afternoon activities and this is um third again third fourth and fifth uh, remind me to come back and tell you what we've done for primary but okay. um every single classroom on the third floor which is i think 18 classes um all have three hands-on activities scheduled in their room and it's not 18 rooms of different activities. The our we our building's a rectangle, so half of them pick an acti three activities for their room and then they we repeat it on the other side. So like my class is going to do three things and then I have a partner on the other side of the building doing the exact same three things. So we didn't have to come up with so many different things right. to do. And the re the reason that we did that is to just spread the kids out. So um when when the kids start the afternoon, they get a card that has all the activities listed on it and where they are. And depending on the color of their card, whether it's blue or green, that tells them what rooms to go to. So if I get a green card, I can stay on these two sides of the rectangle and they all have green signs out front. And then if I get a blue card, they can all be on this side. And that's just to spread the kids out so that we don't get tons and tons of kids in one room and they're not realizing the same thing is on the other side of the building. Um, and then they really just get to move for an hour and a half. They can go within those rooms to do whatever they want to do. And that is a ridiculous amount of freedom for our for our kids and for how a normal school day runs. Um, so it's just fun things to do. So we have some tr like games that are, you know, pre-made kinds of games. Like I'm going to have Zeus on the loose in my room. We've done Racco. We've done Tenzi. Um, we've done a game called make seven, which is kind of like connect four. We've done, um, a, uh, what's that game on the floor? Twister, but, but you like put numbers on it and, and play a math twister game. They've done battleship. So games like that. Um, sometimes there are crafty kinds of things. Um, we talked about a lady last, last time or two times ago who has a family math, was it called family math night? 
that that link are you remember oh, the games yes she also has some um yeah i think it's called what's the name of it Family Math Night. Yeah, that's it. She also has this whole website with ideas of these kinds of things. And she does a lot of, uh, like, group creative things where everybody makes a little piece and then you add to it. So we did the – I'm going to get the name wrong, but Serpinski's Triangle or where everybody was adding to that. Um, we did a hex – like a honeycomb task one time. Everybody made one piece of a honeycomb and stuck their hexagons together and it made this cool creation. Um I mean, just all kinds of things. I'm not doing a good job listing, uh, but I'll put a. I've Didn't made. Did they want this. to make like boats out of aluminum foil yes. and float? So many pennies <laughs> yes. they could float in there. That was in my class, and it was a hot mess. But it was really fun, was fun and popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the idea of make a make a boat out of a um, piece of aluminum foil, put it in the thing, put it in the water, see how many pennies, and then they were taking the mass of the pennies to see the mass of their what their boat can hold. Isn't there like um, a photo booth you do for yep, this? Yeah, I've had a photo booth before with like math props, you know, or like signs that people made that say funny things. Um, that That's where we use the giant tangrams on the floor. Uh, puzzles. I mean, you name it. Just whatever we can come up with. I should tell you what three are in my room because I'm excited. Let's see if I can remember. <laughs> Jay's making faces at me. So I'm going to do Zeus on the Loose, which is a great game that we talked about back in episode 11, 11. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do a quilting square, which you're like, oh, that sounds dorky, but it's cool, I think. Um, an idea, I got this from Annie Fetter, I think, mm. um, on, and I saw it on Math on a Stick, which I'm going to link the show notes for that. They're in um, Minnesota, Minnesota, right? Yeah. Minnesota, they have a math booth at the at their state fair and i got a lot of ideas from there um for this year so anyway she was the visiting mathematician at this math on a stick event and they get a this template that's broken up into a bunch of triangles and they they cover up three-fourths of it and just color one square however they want to and then you take away the um the cover and you color the other three squares the exact same as the first one and it makes a quilting pattern that's really cool but based on like your translate you know think about um rotation translation reflection you're translating that square three different times and it just the pattern that that creates is really cool so then i'm gonna have them take their the quilt squares and put them all together on one p on one big like bulletin board and make a quilt make a quilt where everybody's square is different that's my vision. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, and then my third one, also from Math on a Stick, is we've bought these 12 by 12 pieces of plexiglass. No. What's the word? Acrylic. acrylic mirrors. 12 by 12 square mirrors, acrylic mirrors, and we're going to connect two at a hinge, and they can open or close them more to make a bigger or smaller angle, and then they're going to put pattern blocks up in the in the angle of the mirror where they touch and then it looks like it is doing this rotational symmetry thing when you look in the mirror it looks like it goes all the way around kind of kaleidoscope like you know um so those are going to be my three rooms i'm really excited about those can you hey, tell? Tracy, it seems like you always get the coolest stuff in your room you know when you plan the whole daggone thing you can do whatever you want no just kidding just kidding um you can but that's i got to i got to pick what i wanted and i'm excited about those yeah that's cool last year i did a um angry birds straw rocket idea turned out to be a little dangerous because they we made this straw rocket launcher and they it didn't 
launch quite as powerfully as they wanted it to launch. And so they started like pushing the, what would you call plunger. that? The plunger down like with force and then their hands, they would let, pinch not their let fingers. go and their fingers would pinch. And the nurse came upstairs like, what are you doing? <laughs> like five kids have come down here bleeding. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm not doing that one again. <laughs> you said they're not following directions. Exactly. That's what's happening. Exactly. They're not following directions. Anyway, got distracted there. So that's my afternoon. It's crazy and it's, it's fun. And we have, I mean, I'm not lying when I say 30, 40, 50 volunteers that just come out of the woodworks that I, cause I beg them to come and help. Every room gets, has the teacher, but then has two or three or four other people to help just crowd control and teach kids, to, you know, how to play the games and manage materials. And, um, it's really fun. So sitting here, just nodding my head, like that is a whole lot of work. Yeah. I feel like teachers who are listening to this for the first time need encouragement. Yes. It doesn't have to look like that. that I, think, is, I think some people probably turn this off by now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that you can do it small scale. Yes. And so that's kind of where I'm heading. And like I said, I've thought about doing this for three years and this is the first year that it's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think you could celebrate I love math day with, one or two i mean even if you just did the challenges yeah leading up to it mm -hmm. um, and then have a time for kids to share right yeah. or even if you just decided that in your classroom this was the day that we were going to play yeah games yes um yeah especially could... when you're in, in your case for middle school where they're all going to be in your classroom through the day mm -hmm. it's not like it you have been to just spread out class. other places yeah. right yeah um yeah, I, I, it didn't start this big. You know, it didn't start our whole entire third through fifth. It started six classes, two third, two fourth, two fifth. And then every year we've added a little bit more. So talk to me about what you're doing in pre-K. So we have in pre-K through second, we have kind of three things this year. And we've we've built up to this. It wasn't always this. Um, one is that this is our new thing for this year that they're having a reader. And I got a bunch of books that are math picture books or picture books that have math in them not necessarily even math picture books and so they're going to have a guest reader who's going to read them a picture book about math um the first and second grade classes are going to have a speaker and i have um one is going to be our violin teacher who's going to talk about math and music and the other one's going to be a preschool director who's a friend of ours who's going to talk about how as a preschool director she uses math so she knows how to talk to younger students so that's going to mm -hmm. be a really good match um, before we had a quilter come and talk about to the younger grades to do it. We've had a couple, um, a, a person who raises chickens talk about how she did that. So trying to pick things that we thought would interest younger grades to, for the speakers. And then the third one is just, I just told the teachers, let's do something else, something fun, some kind of math playtime. So this year, because we got a specific grant for this thing, um, I kind of, told them what activities they were going to do and then they most grades had to pick one more so again from math on a stick a lot of these ideas came from they they got a ton of plastic easter eggs and then the five by six trays the cardboard trays that like would come from a restaurant you know mm -hmm. if you got a whole big carton of eggs and just play with the eggs in the this five by six array and watch how kids are going to automatically go to some sort of structure in their play they're going to you know go around the perimeter of it or they're going to alternate or they're going to you know go diagonal lines or you know so just 
playing with the Easter eggs and then talking about what they're getting them to talk about what they're going to do. So that's one station. Another station is going to be the mirrors and the pattern blocks. So I've bought a lot of those so that a whole class can do that. And then the teachers were responsible for planning their last station. So I'm actually really excited this year about the ones that they've picked. One station's going to do Play-Doh and they're going to, they're talking about fractions. So they're going to make little pizzas and cut their Play-Doh in half or in fourths. You know, they're going to practice cutting pieces of Play-Doh in fractions. One is going to do something like musical chairs. And then when they get to their seat underneath their chair is a number and they have to say one more or one less of the number under their chair, which I thought was a great idea. And um, Pre-K is going to do Tiny Polka Dot, which is a great primary game that, Mm -hmm. have you seen that before? I have, yeah. Um, And... Another one is going to second grade is going to do some sort of skip counting hopscotch kind of thing in the hallway. So they've they've picked really cool things. I've, I have left one out. I can't remember what it is, but it's OK. Um, so they just do something else and they're going to kind of rotate through the rooms. So like they're going to have three stations and then we all go and do this egg thing and then we move and all do the mirrors and then we all do our, the thing that the, the people have planned. Um and then one more thing. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is crazy. And one more for thing. For the whole month for the whole next month, I'm like, I can't think about anything else. Um, there's a parent workshop. Last year was the first year that we did that. And we invite parents to just talk about how to help your kids with math. And the I'm gonna lead that again. I'm really not gonna change it too much from what I did last year. Um, the whole point of it is talk about math, how to incorporate math into your daily conversation. And then the second thing is how do you talk about math in like how you feel about it and this whole idea of growth mindset that if as a parent you have a negative view of it and then you talk about even the negative view about yourself, that that's going to your kid's going to take that in. But if you don't say negative things or if you say positive things, then your kid's going to pick that up, you know? So saying something like, oh, I've just never been good at math. Even if you're not saying that about your kid, that allows them to, for that belief to be okay about themselves. And how many parents come to open house or at the beginning of the year and say, oh, you're the math teacher. Well, we're not really a math family. Yeah, yeah. Like you've just set yourself up for (laughs) anything but success. Right. And did you just say that to the English teacher next door? Oh, we're really not. We're, we're not an English family. family. We don't yeah. talk. We use you know? words. Yeah. So there's so much truth in that. Yeah. To just understand that math is part of your child's life. And it can be fun. Yeah. So either love math more or just hate math less. Yeah. And don't talk about it if you hate it. Right. <laughs> yeah. To your kid. And keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I've named all the things. And then maybe the funniest part is that at at 345, when the last kid gets on the bus, I lay on the carpet I'm flat on my back like, oh, it's finished. <laughs> Except for it's not finished because then you have to put it all you away. You clean all that stuff off. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a busy day, but it is worth it because the kids are excited about it. It's a memory that they have. They learn stuff, lots of stuff, you know, change some minds, change some, you know, mindsets. So, yeah. Are you worn out? You want to we need a nap? <laughs> so I think the whole purpose of this is big scale or small scale. There has to be a place or we think it's important for a place in our classroom to love math. And when I sent the email to my parents this year, I felt like I had to justify 
why I was doing it this year and have never done it in the past. Mm-hmm. And so I what'd really, you say? I just attributed it to, in pursuit of my master's degree, I've found, I've met some really cool people. And I say met them, I've met them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before. But there are so many things that kids don't get to do in school because we're so bogged down with objectives. Yeah. And man, they're meeting so many objectives when you just give them the opportunity to play. Yeah. You just aren't necessarily having it in your lesson plans. You don't know what objectives are going to be met that day. But there's mm-hmm. so much power in just being able to play math. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we had some other plans to talk about. A few other things happened this week, but I think we'll, you want to save them? Yeah, I think we should and just say... Love math more, hate math yes. less. Jay, you got to have a takeaway. Sometimes you have one you want to add. Um, I think one of the things that struck me was at the beginning of this when Ruth said that you have to have something in middle school to overpower the hormones of Valentine's Day. Yeah. So even math can overpower yeah. hormones. I'll let you know how that works. <laughs> I think that's why the original I Love Math Day inventor yeah. chose Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. I want. I just want to say shout out to Gary Lawrence. Like, I mean, think about it. This one guy who did this one idea, and then was willing to share his idea at a meeting, and it's become such a cool thing for our school. Have you, you seen know? other, you know, other places around the the country that are yeah, doing I Love like Math I, Day? I tweet. I tweet it. Well, I searched Twitter, and there are. And I don't know. You know, did it come from him? This, or did lots of people have the same idea at the same time? I don't know. There, I mean, there are other people that have had something called an I Love Math Day. And there's a bit of, like, sharing, you know, what do you have? What do you have? Um, I will say that we – I'm going to – coming up at our Virginia Council Teacher of Mathematics Conference, I'm going to do a, a workshop about it and just – Basically, they already heard it if they listen to this, but I'm going to, you know, talk about it. And I'm working on... They didn't on... get to see your face, though. <laughs> That's true, which is awesome. <laughs> um, I'm working on a website where I'm going to put as many op- many things as I can share in one place. So I've already started um, putting, like, the challenges. All the challenges I've ever used are on one page. So if somebody didn't want to have to look for some challenges, they're already there. And, and I've put all of the activities, the afternoon activities in one spreadsheet. I got to clean it up because it's a bit crazy right now. But um, I'm compiling all of that by the time the VCTM conference happens, it'll be in one place. So if you're listening to this in February, when I'm still, you know, in the middle of it, wait and come check back in a couple months and that website will be finished and there and linked. And for next year, like you don't have to do so much work. You can just kind of look for ideas here that have worked for us. So is that my takeaway? My takeaway yeah. is I'm, I'm going to get on it. <laughs> it. It'll After I like math day, I'm going to make sure all that's in one place. Right. And so my takeaway is I can do this. You can. It's going to be great. Yeah. Baby well, baby steps, Ruth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to like blow it up at first. And then Ruth, I'm sure you're you're going to have somebody else. Maybe it's not your 7th or 8th grade unit. Maybe it's your 4th grade unit. You're going to have somebody else that's going to go, "I want in on that." Which right. is what happened for us. We started small and then more and more people wanted to in on it. So, it's going to happen. All right. See you tomorrow on a run. See you tomorrow.